And thank you for listening to this month's episode of Unsolved, where we look at an unsolved mystery from northern Michigan. This month, we're taking a look at the hit and run of Ryan Chachis. State police say the CMU freshman from Macomb County was walking along Crawford Road near the CMU campus just after midnight, November 1st of 2015. Ryan was hit and killed by a vehicle, and the driver took off. Ryan's friends say he died a hero, pushing a girl out of the way of the oncoming car before it hit and killed him. Investigators believe the car is a dark metallic blue color and likely has damage to the front passenger side. Despite countless tips, the driver of that car has never been found. And six years later, the case remains open. The hit and run came just months after Ryan's older brother Daryl was killed in a car crash. Ryan and Daryl were the only children of Paul and Julie Chachis. I recently sat down with Paul and Julie at their home in Macomb County to talk about the six-year wait for a break in the case. So it's been a couple years since we've talked about Ryan and what happened. How are you guys doing? Well, um, we have our, our moments, you know, um, it doesn't get easier. Um, you know, everybody says time heals, it, it doesn't. Um, but, you know, we, we don't really have much choice but to, to keep going on and on, you know. This is the time of year that's the hardest for Paul and Julie. November 1st marks another year since Ryan was hit and killed. And shortly after come the holidays. September mm -hmm. comes and you know that the the day is coming and you know the holidays are coming. This is the hard time. Right. I think and you can't help but replay everything over your in your mind. Not so. just because we're near the anniversary but because it's the holidays. It's the holidays. You just start it's inevitably thinking everything. Yeah. Right. It's that it is hard. Mm -hmm. Take one day at a time. And like you said there's bad days where you just can't, I can't function, so to speak, and I just force myself, I, I work, and just make myself go, and then I go. And it does help because it's a little distraction, but then coming home, you're back to reality, and that's where it's sometimes complicated. So it's good to pretend that everything's normal at work, but then you come back and, okay, we're back here. All right. That reality the of reality. the last six years just kind of sets up. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And then you think of, you know, like you just said, six years. It seems like it was yesterday. Yeah, for us it doesn't <clears> seem <throat> six years. It's kind of shocking it's six years. It, it doesn't is. even... Mm -mm. Ryan was a freshman at Central Michigan University in the fall of 2015, heading off to college just months after his older brother was killed in a car crash. Tell me about Ryan. <laughs> He was happy-go-lucky, fun, mm -hmm. energetic, stubborn, sometimes a pain like all kids, but he was the life of a party, Absolutely. life of the holidays. He can make a bad situation good. He never liked seeing people sad or hurt, he angry. Would do, he would do anything in his power to make you smile. If yeah. you were the, in the worst mood you were in, the harder you would try, and he was nearly always successful. Yeah. And he wouldn't care how he would feel. He always put others first. Right. So when he did that that night. Literally putting others first. Putting, I right. just went, because I did, when I found that out, I just went, The okay. first thing she said, she was, okay, that's Ryan. That's, that's what Ryan, he would do. That's Ryan. He would have done that. Pushing that girl out of the mm -hmm. car was coming, right. coming towards them. so Ryan. 
And I'm like, okay, Ryan, not happy, but that's you. I wouldn't expected anything less from him. Right. So. So what were you thinking as you sent him off to CMU in the fall of 2015? Well, as you know, we lost our other son in July, and I was extremely nervous. And he didn't want to go. He wanted to stay home because he was worried about us. And uh, we wanted him to continue to live his dream and go to college and go achieve his Start his life. life. Mm -hmm. So, but on my end, I was a basket case. I was nervous, I was scared, I had anxieties, but I kept it internal. Mm -hmm. We talked and I dealt with it. But I was happy for him. I showed, I'll be went and did all the shopping and everything and tried to do the mom thing, you know. And we tried to make it fun. Right. So, but I was nervous for that reason, but normal. Right. Normal college parent. College. Mm -hmm. Right. With, with, yeah. With, with a twist, obviously, but yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Fast forward to Halloween night of 2015. I wanted him to come home that whole weekend. That whole week, I kept telling him to come home, come home. He's like, Mom, I don't want to come home. You know, we're, someone with some of his friends were coming up, and I'm like, oh, okay, but don't you want to come home? And he's like, no, and I'm like, okay. He goes, I promise I'll text throughout the whole night and we'll talk, and we did. And I, it was more me after I stepped back. I was the one more hesitant for the whole thing. And I didn't have no reason why I wanted him home. Right. Just wanted him, I just wanted him, him home. Wanted him mm -hmm. I just wanted him home. So, because then I stopped, because we talked, I'm like, I don't know why I want him home. I just want him home. My gut says bring him home. And of course, I gave in and said, okay, okay. So was that intuition that something bad was going to happen? I don't know, but I just wanted him home. And the texting he did, he was one that we would always text. and. We didn't have to say sentences. We did the emoji thing mm -hmm. and everything. Thank God for emojis. And uh, he thought I was crazy because I did too many. But uh, he did that. We would just send the heart, a smiley face, thumbs up. You know, we're all good. You know, just to check in because he knew that would make me happy. And so he would do that all the time. And I never had to say hello. You know, you're not texting. I never had to do that. He always would check in. Always. So. And the last text was like 11.30, and then that was obviously it. No, no response. Your phone was going off. The next time your phone went off, it was for a much... Well, the well, phone didn't. didn't even go That's, off. No. What, we had the knock at the, the door. The state police showed up at the front door. So, I mean, she texted, um, like you said, around 11.30. Yeah. And, and, I, and I thought, <clears throat> okay, give him space. He's a kid. He's having fun. What did I do in college? It's fun. He's not going to worry about mom. So I didn't think anything of it. Didn't want to go down that path because that's just, you know, anxiety that I didn't need. And I'm like, he's fine. Don't worry about it. So. And then about quarter after two, the, we got the knock on the door. And then I looked at who it was because. And I just told him, I'm like, oh my gosh, uh, yeah, I, I don't was, even. I was initially in denial because, yeah. you know, I opened the door and they asked if, if we were the parents of Ryan Chachas and, and um, 
I said something like, is, is somebody in jail? Is, somebody, is, there, is anybody hurt? And they said, can we come in? And that's when I noticed the chaplain was with them. And that's when my heart sank. And then they sank. made us sit down. Yeah. And then I'm like, no. Yeah. No, you're not going to tell me what I think you're going to tell me. Especially after what just happened mm -hmm. a few months ago. Total Correct. disbelief. Total so. disbelief. But they were very nice. They knew the details. Briefs, not a lot of details. Mm -hmm. And then we did call his friends to see what was going on. And they obviously couldn't talk because they were so devastated. Yeah. And so we knew it was real. And the detective wanted us to call family, someone here. So they waited till we had someone come. State police say Ryan was hit and killed as a car drove down Crawford Road between Billabrail Street and Concourse Drive. Tips began coming in and detectives released more details about the case, including a possible vehicle description, a dark blue metallic vehicle with damage to the front passenger side. I didn't expect it to be hit and run. I thought it was an accident and the person would have stopped, would have been you know, apprehended right there on the scene. I had no, it didn't, it didn't register at all that it was a, you know, possibility of a hit and run and they didn't know who did it. Well, on cameras, in today's times. Cameras are everywhere. Cameras, but they weren't <clears throat> working, of course. Right. So, that is where I was shocked that there's no camera around there that caught something, something. you know, but obviously it didn't, so. You did, but then I thought someone would be talking. I never thought it would be six years and we still don't have anything. Right. I thought there would be, within the year, I thought for sure. Maybe six months at right, the most. Right, at the most, after they so. investigate and everything. Right. Not where it's still open-ended. Especially with the, the number of, of tips that kept coming in in the beginning. Mm -hmm. it, it was, they were very hopeful. And they kept telling us, we're, this, we're hopeful this is, this is going to be solved soon. Um, Never in my wildest nightmares would I have thought we'd, we'd be talking about this six years later, ever. And now I don't think it's, <clears throat> it's really being investigated that much. So we do appreciate you still keeping the story out there because I think it just got put, you know, and it maybe it didn't, maybe it hasn't, but people aren't talking about it because right. it is six years, just like any cold case. You don't talk about it. You forget about it, and you move on to you know the new problems in the world. What's right. the newest case? Mm -hmm. Right. Or the newest, newest case, to case. Talk about even in the community. E exactly. In, in so. In that sense. So we do feel less, like, hopeful in my eyes. Right. I was going to ask. Do you feel the hope has faded? Yes. We get to yes. one year, and then two years, and three years, and. Yes. Definitely. But on the news, there was a case that was solved after 20 years. So in that vein. I did have a glimmer of hope, and I did say it when we watched it on the news. Look at it was 20 years, and they finally caught the person, and it was like, oh, phew. So I said maybe it might take that long for Ryan's. Maybe the person will grow up and say something to someone, and then they can put the pieces together. But we'll never know right now. You guys said a few years ago in Mount Pleasant that you just wanted to forgive. Right. You still Absolutely. feel that way. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, we we don't want to destroy another family, um, but it is. And the longer it goes, it it is harder to maintain that 
level of forgiveness. I think if I'm saying that right. I wanted in the beginning the person to get help. I didn't think it was intentional. I thought it, I know it is just an accident and I would have forgiven probably 100% because I think what would my kid have done, no one deliberately says, let's go kill someone today, at least normal people. Right. So do I think this was intentional? Absolutely not. And I was totally forgiving. Now as the time goes on, I am still forgiving, but it doesn't have the same, I wish that person would have gotten help. So, and I hope they did, to, to live with themselves, to move on. I don't know how they can move on, but I hope they get help to deal with it, because I don't think it's easy. Is there a part of both of you guys that wants to know just why, too? I would like to know, yeah, why, when you were driving down that road, why didn't you swerve? Obviously, you probably were drinking, and I get that, but, and why aren't you willing to confess to something and just say what went wrong? So I do, because I don't know how I would live with that. Right. I, I don't think. I, yeah, I don't see how a person can, can have a productive, healthy life with that on their conscience. Um, Do you find your guy, you guys thinking about that moment at all, what it would be like, either an arrest or a confession, getting that call? I've never thought about that. No. I have not. I, I, haven't, I haven't either. Um, I don't know if it's because, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't know if, if it's because um, I'm, I'm afraid to, you know, hold on to that level of hope. Um, but I, I haven't really ever thought about what that moment would be like. And maybe it's because it might be very, very hard to see the person, too. Right. Where we're just shutting that part out. Because I never even ventured down that path yet. So. Right. However many years in the future. Right. That mm -hmm. might be. be. That might be. A lot of things can change. Right. Right. In that time frame. So. What's your message to the person that was behind that wheel? Come that forward. Moment? Come forward. Um, we have not healed. And I'm not saying that them coming forward will make us heal. But there's this gaping hole of, of like you said, why? and how and and who um, and and I don't want to use the, the word closure I don't think there's a, ever going to be such a thing as closure but some semblance of of justice is in order and I would just say you want to live a better life come forward and deal with whatever would be in store, because I don't know how what happens after so many years and whatever evidence, but you want to have that clear conscience, personally, I would hope. And I really don't think that you did it on purpose. Maybe I'm wrong and maybe I'm being naive, 
but I don't think that night being at Halloween night, I don't think it was totally intentional. I would just like to hear the person say, no, it really wasn't, I made a mistake. And just let's move on for their sake, for our sake, All right. and see what would come of that. But Knowing that that person felt some degree of remorse. remorse. Yeah, would, would be would would be helpful. Very. Then you guys can move on, and you don't necessarily find yourself thinking thinking about it or even replaying it as mm -hmm. much. Right. Right. That they do feel bad about doing it, you know. So, or at least I hope they have somewhat of a conscience where they do feel bad. But because whoever this person is, they took not just a son from you, but a lot of moments that. Her mm -hmm. world. You as a mom, dad, mm -hmm. couple don't don't get to experience now. Right. Yeah. Now we miss everything. Everything. They're graduating from college, you know. His friends are all getting engaged. Mm -hmm. That's hard. That's really hard. That's very hard. Going to weddings mm -hmm. is torture. We want to go. We're happy to go. And we are glad we're included. But you can't help when you're sitting at this wedding going, ugh. Ryan was supposed to be there. You know, what would Ryan be doing? You know. He was supposed to maybe be in the wedding. wedding or, right. You know, this was going to be the last wedding mm -hmm. before his wedding, maybe. Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So that that is hard. And grandkids. That's another. Some of the friends are actually having kids, and it's like, oh, okay. That's another pit in the face that we'll never experience. And that's what we wanted, so it's like, okay. That's the hard part. Those are the hard parts. Right. Is that like kind of finding out and putting this to rest with somebody coming forward would make that a little a more little bit easier? Yeah, a little softer. Mm -hmm. Not as piercing, I guess, if you want to use a word. Right. Right now it's like a, still a ugh in your stomach going, I can't believe this is happening. So, but even like Christmas, you were here at Christmas. As you see, I don't have a tree. I can't do a tree. Because our tree, this is when I'm gonna cry. We used to do it together. That was an all day thing. And all the ornaments were their ornaments. And Ryan, and it was all or, or from they, school. They, they had their them. pictures, you know, from preschool. Right. You put all the kid ornaments, and then we did the collections, and grandma always had to buy one every year, you know. And that was the whole tree. I can't do it. I can't do a tree. So, so we just have a, the little one with the angel wings. But we don't do a lot of the Christmas because it that was so meaningful. So, and I tried. I literally tried. I took out all the boxes, and I'm like, as couldn't. I opened it, I'm like, I can't. Take them all down. Because we used to decorate everywhere. Every room was decorated. It was. No, and we would play the music and right. put the sacks and do like everybody does. And it's like, I literally Just cannot can't. stomach it. It hurts too bad. That's how hard this is mm -hmm. for you guys. I used to do it. My job was the outside lights that I'd get on the roof, which was always entertaining. And I'd, you know, hang the lights, you know, from, from the roof and, and. They would pick the color. Yep. Every. And every I'm like, okay, can't you use last year's lights? No, you need to get a new color. Okay, so um, I, I just can't. I have no desire. We have the two angels that we bought, and there's one in front of each of their bedrooms, and that's yeah. it. That's that's it. That's why this time of year is 
hard. hard. Especially hard. Yes, mm -hmm. very hard. And family things. Everybody's doing family things right now. We come home. It's like, okay. I mean, I have a small family, but it's not like everybody else is with their kids and doing things, mm -hmm. going Christmas shopping, and that's what we used to do. I'm, and the Black Friday was, you know, the kids would say, let's go, let's go, and I would be like, yes, let's go, and you stay in bed, right. we're going. <laughs> and that starts the whole thing, you know, let's go do it. And then the closer to Christmas, we would go out on the last days because the mall would be open till mm -hmm. midnight, and right. we would be stupid and go. Now buying things is even complicated, so right. I hated always gift cards, but I've resorted sometimes just to gift cards because mm -hmm. I can't get myself to go to the mall because it's memories. You walk around and there's memories everywhere. So I don't listen to the radio. I can't listen to the radio because all the songs trigger something. Right. So it's like I don't, I can't do that, especially the holiday songs because there's certain ones we would all sing around here and it's like, no, we're just stay mm -hmm. silent. <laughs> but it is hard, very hard. Very, very hard. You miss them a lot. A ton. More than is even describable. Yeah, a ton. And like I said, during the holidays, it is just torture. You just torture. want to hibernate, you know, yeah. go to sleep and wake up in the spring. And <laughs> just let the two weeks go by fast. I pray that it always goes by fast right. because that's when it's, <clears throat> when it's dragged, the one year dragged so bad. Mm -hmm. The days, it's like, oh, come on, just let the day close so we can go to bed and wake up and then check it off another day. Mm -hmm. But, but it's just, it's hard. I get the sense even through all the pain, you guys have not given up on the idea that whoever's responsible for this can come forward. They can. And you right. can get that answer. That, that hope is still very much alive in both of you. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Completely. They can come forward. Right. And put it where it's then a little softer in our hearts. Right. Is that a little bit of what keeps you guys going in this and keep? Yes. Why you guys keep telling Ryan's story is you right. want that final chapter. To be out there and, and right. keep trying. Someone knows something. I do believe that 100%. Someone knows something. And how that person even can live with their conscience knowing they know of something and staying quiet or they don't want to come forward because they're afraid. To me, there's nothing to be afraid of. Just say what you know and let everything else take place if they can put all the pieces together. Because because you know someone knows. Mm -hmm. You can't, the person who did this, there's no possible way they've kept this to themselves for six years. Well, the car. The, the, the car, car had the damage. Right. Someone had to fix that car or they got rid of the car. Right. That's a fact. And yeah. That's all both of you are asking for at this point is just that answer. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Just a little bit of mm -hmm. knowing what who right. would help, it would help to move on and put that aside, it would be great. Mm -hmm. um, anything else either of you guys would like to add or anything else that we didn't cover or touch on? I don't think so. Um, 
the reward is still out there. Yeah, still. It's still $10,000. $10, we still keep that going. We're still involved with them. They reach out all the time, so Crime Stoppers is still there. Right. You can still be anonymous, you know, give the tip. And they see do, what happens. They just they are still work, <clears throat> working with the Michigan State Police up in Isabella County. Mm -hmm. They every year they do the media the social media yeah. dump, I don't even know what you call it. The release of yeah. some sorts. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> wow. we, we stopped doing the live, you know, press conferences a few years mm -hmm. ago. Um, but they kept they're still doing the, the media oh. release. Yeah, I don't know what else. I think we covered That's all just about of it. everything right. mm -hmm. I can think of. Mm -hmm. We do appreciate you coming down. I know it's oh, a, a long drive, and, and when we were talking on the phone, it, it touched both of us when you told me that that mm -hmm. poster still sits on your desk. We, that means more than people realize. No, it does. It's not coming off my desk until this thing's soft. No. We appreciate that. That is, that's, that's nice, because when you did reach out, I was like, no way. Someone remembers. <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh. Well, I graduated not long before. I, I graduated in 2015. Okay. Oh, so you so still. I so I was going back okay. to see you. Okay. Okay. So that makes All sense. All the time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This one has just, I guess, bugged me a little bit more. Right. Than the other cases. Well, good. That are still out there. Good. I think maybe because... I don't know if it was CMU or just it's Ryan and I were kind of close in age or right. You can relate. You know, I, I maybe that's what it is, mm -hmm. or just that it's like okay, it's an unsolved hit and run. Hit and runs don't get yeah. They're not unsolved. You always solve hit right. and runs even right. from There's the news something. experience. Okay, there was a hit and run. Two days later, we're gonna get a press release. The hit and run was solved. Right. right. And this one's nothing. It's just there's nothing. And I think it's there's so little to go on to. Right. We've got the color of the car. Right. Right. And there's just there's damage. Okay, what what? Yeah. yeah. Front end damage, side damage. damage. Right. right. You don't know who was in it. That's the headache too. You don't have a picture. Um, I still have the cross outside. As you, I don't know if you saw. I didn't know. Yes. Yeah, I like still can't take that off the front door. I don't know why I do there. Yeah, one of his friends um, made the cross and put, put it with the, the, the ring of candles yeah. around him. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. Which I thought was very nice that when we came up to get Ryan's things. The staff had that cross and gave it to us, which yeah. is very nice. So that's, that's still there. If you have any information about who may have hit and killed Ryan Chachis, you're asked to call Michigan State Police in Mount Pleasant at 989-773-5951. You can also submit anonymous tips through Crime Stoppers at 1-800-455-JAIL. They're offering a cash reward of up to $10,000. Thank you for listening to this month's episode of Unsolved. Be sure to tune in next month as we take another look at an unsolved mystery from northern Michigan. Special thanks to Joe Busick for helping produce this podcast. For 9 and 10 News, I'm David Lydon.